Welcome to Story Route Zero. This is a podcast where friends gather to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the strange worlds of video games. We often don't know where we're going, but that's half the fun. Come on the journey with us. Hit us up on Twitter at StoryRouteZero. You can send us an email at StoryRouteZero at gmail.com. That includes questions, concerns, comments, complaints, pet pics. Send us some recipes. Send us some stories about your day. We're going to listen. Podcast start your engines. We have liftoff. Let's have a journey. Fuck what you heard. It's what you hear and listen. It's what you hear and listen. It's what you hear and listen. This is Story Route Zero, episode 78. That was DMX, the late great DMX, uh, with his this opener to the classic song, X Gun Give It To You, Off The Cradle To The Grave soundtrack. My name is Matthew Keel. I've got Jason Marshall with me. And now I am outnumbered by a bunch of, by the Sony Pony Express of Nerds Gone Platinum. I've got, we've got Jeff Glasson in tow. How are you, Ooh-hoo. sir? Doing well, doing well. It's glad to be back. Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. I think it's been yeah. over a year at this point. Well, it's over a year since you and I were on, the, I think yes. you yeah. might have shown up when I, in my stead at some point. It could perhaps be that long. Uh, definitely feels that long, but it's good to be back. Yes. Uh, and we are talking about Resident Evil 2, the remake from 2018? 19. 19. Okay. Uh, so other than that, you know, what? Uh, how was everybody's weekend? Jeff, what's happening? Wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. Uh, it's still quite uh, wet here in the Northeast. Lots of uh, rain and humidity and all all that fun stuff. So it was pretty much an indoor weekend. Um, and what's strange is I'm usually not like a constant allergy sufferer, but for whatever reason, it's like every two, two and a half months, I'll have one solid 12 to 24 hour period of just massive allergies and being miserable. And then literally the next day it goes away. And uh, Sunday, yesterday was that day. So unfortunately it was one of the weekend days where I had to deal with it but better than uh, some folks have it obviously the allergy season can be pr- quite brutal for some folks so i yes. can't complain yes uh jason marshall what it do sir it's good i built a jungle gym one of those dome ones for the girls uh never again <laughs> lots of screws you, you and nuts and washers you finally realized your dream of building a Thunderdome for your family. I'm proud of you. My father-in-law helped me, and of course, 10 minutes in, it pours. Oop. <laughs> so we moved into the garage, but then realized we were getting too large that we had to move <laughs> And then it poured again. And then it stopped. Was and there lightning involved? Thank God, no, because that was all metal. That could have been. That could have. That's fun. Who gets electrocuted first? We played. Yeah, we could talk about playing games in hard mode, but you don't want to add a degree of difficulty to life. You really don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Girls love it, so. That's what's important. Yes. Yes. And I got to interview the author of the Final Fantasy V book that I oh, nice. reviewed for Abla, so that was cool. When does that awesome. go up? When I finished transcribing the two and a half hour interview. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, well, best of luck to that. I look forward to reading that. I still need to read your Final Fantasy VI book review because I have not yet. But you, I did see you starting to write a review today for Ender Lilies. I am. And you dropped a piece of knowledge that I did not know. Yes. Rambo, <laughs> There's a seven game, was a Metroidvania. I remember that game, and I think I never got further than, oh, I don't know, 10 minutes in. I think it, I I don't, I mean, it was probably because I was a silly child, but (laughs) I don't, I do not remember it being a Metroidvania. So the more you know, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Weekend for me was uh, pretty good. I wanted to play more Demon Souls, uh, but I really didn't uh, because uh, Ahmed was uh, was not around. So I basically hang around in uh, the areas that I've already done, waiting to either get summoned or if you hang around in the Tower of Latria, you could put your summon sign down and get summoned to invade the boss battle, which is so much fun. Um, and I'm just going to share this because Reba and I, uh, Saturday, Reba and I basically stayed in the basement room where, where I play. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to turn this into game time, but Reba looked up at the screen and when you get summoned into this fight, you have, uh, if you remember Dark Souls, if you've got this item in Dark Souls, it's like the Xanthus headwear where it kind of makes your head look like a giant dildo. Um, (laughs) And, and well, anyway, if you get summoned into the old one fight, you have the old one head wraps, which is kind of like this weird reverse pyramid made out of cloth on your head. There's lore for that. That's actually really interesting. It's one of my favorite things in the Soul series. But you get summoned and you have to fight whoever's coming to fight the boss. Like you were summoned in place of the boss, which is one of my, one of the coolest things I think ever be done in a game. And Reba looks up and she's like, why do you have that on your head? I'm like, it's, it's, it would it would take too long. Uh, but right now I have to fight this guy. And she's like, oh, he's got a, he's got a massive sword. And then she sees me parry this guy and stab him and kill him in one, in one parry. And I roll over laughing because I know what that care. I know what it took for that character to get that weapon, to be able to wield it and whatnot. And Reba's like, why is that so funny? I'm like, because that guy worked so, so hard. And he got beat by a semi-underleveled mage build because of the parry. <laughs> and it was, I didn't, I, I, I'm, I wasn't really doing the whole, like, you know, he didn't get good or anything because online parrying in Souls games is, is still kind of a mixed bag, even in the new Demon Souls. Uh, but the fact that it happened, and because that doesn't really happen to me in PvP, I don't parry anybody in PvP. And the fact that that happened, I was howling with laughter because it, it, was, it was. I felt really good at the same time, feeling really bad for that guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, 
but other than that, we were, we were kind of, we, we actually uh, got a lot of like just normal house shit done. Uh, our utility sink in for our washer uh, decided to back up and that was fun. Uh, I'm working third shift this week. So I was up all night last night and I've slept all day today. Now I'm, I'm just happy to be here with you guys because I feel like it's, I feel like even though Jason and I did this last week, I feel like it's still been forever. So, <laughs> so what do you say? I think we're ready to talk about this game that we all played and probably beat. Show up. Let's what do you think, do Jason? It. Yeah, let's give it a try. Story Round Zero Game Club. Spoiler warning. Hot takes. Bad takes. Much discussion. That's right, it's Game Club time here on Story Route Zero. We've played a game. We've beat a game. Now let's talk about it. Yo. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted that to be louder. Um, Okay, so we're talking about Resident Evil 2, the remake. Uh, Jason, when did this originally come out? Was it 98? 1998. Okay. And then uh, this came out in 2019. This is the 25th entry in Resident Evil out of 28 games right now. That's counting remakes and everything. This is the 25th game. Well, it was the third. No. Mm -hmm. Second. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it was originally the second, obviously. Mm-hmm. Then it actually went in order of one, two, three. It's Back when they did sequels game. right. <laughs> right, yeah. Numbering convention. And now it's the 25th entry as well. And they are mm-hmm. different. So it does count as a different entry. And we'll so go over that. What are the three after? I mean, I know, so eight, I know one, Village two, and... Three. Then there was... I think it was called Survivors. Okay. Then there's Four and Code Veronica. Okay. Um, then you get into Operation Raccoon City. Was yeah. That one? And um, there then are the, then the original remake of two because there was there was one of that for the GameCube. I think yeah. right. Okay. So you had. One, two, and three, mm-hmm. and Survivor in 2000. Code Veronica. Then there was Survivor 2, which was also Code Veronica. Okay. Resident Evil Gaiden. I, I, think some sure. of, I think some of these became remakes on the GameCube and PS2 Xbox era. Okay. Um, Resident Evil Zero. Dead mm-hmm. Aim. Outbreak, Outbreak 2, 4, which I think was the actual fourth one. Yeah. Deadly Silence, which I never heard of. No, never heard of that one. Umbrella Chronicles, 
five. Dark Side Chronicles. Don't know what Mercenaries that is. 3D. No idea. Revelations. Yes, Operation Black Moon City. I've heard of that. Six. Revelation 2. Umbrella Core. Seven. Okay. Which was the uh, the the one in VR as well. Mm-hmm. And then we had Bio Biohazard, right? Right. Then and then we, it was which obviously Biohazard the actual name in Japan mm-hmm. for the right. series. Then you had two, the remake, mm-hmm. three the remake, and Resistance, and then Village. Okay. I don't remember Resistance. What's that? I don't know. Okay. Cool. So now it's more confusing than trying to figure out the numbering for Final Fantasy. There's okay. too many games. I'll, too yeah, many. I'll, I'll take. I mean, it just ended at some point. Now, um, Resident Evil's like <clears throat> reading a comic book, and you're like, "Oh, there's a spinoff. There's a spinoff to that spinoff. Yes, <laughs> that spinoff, spinoff. And then you have to read that one to understand what happened before this one before you go in the future. What?" <laughs> And then it becomes Resident Evil, Persona, Eternal Punishment, and Innocent Sin. <laughs> um, so what is your experience with uh, this game? And it all opens up to both of you. Did you guys play it originally? So I have, um, I would say, little to no experience with Resident Evil. I, I had the first one um, on the PlayStation and might have played like an hour's worth. Um, of course, that was back in the day where I was like collecting games more than playing them, primarily because I had a modded PlayStation 1. And so <laughs> I was more like, oh, I want to try this. Oh, I want to try that. And then mm-hmm. I was just like, got obsessed with just trying stuff and never actually playing or finishing anything. Um, and then since then, I probably dabbled a little bit with Resident Evil 4. Five, which was kind of crummy, <laughs> but still okay. had that weird tank control thing going on. It was better graphics, obviously, but um, <clears throat> and then I have more recently. Um, I picked up Resident Evil Seven Biohazard, um, and I'm a few hours into that, but need to get back to it and and complete it. Um, so. Never had any exposure to Resident Evil 2. Did not even know until the remake came out how popular number two was and how much mm-hmm. people actually loved it and were, were excited about it. But um, ended up picking it up on a $15 sale a while back. And again, set, just set my backlog. So this was the perfect excuse to blow the dust off the digital copy, I guess, and uh, and get it going. So, And I'm glad I did. Jason? I played one on PC with a Microsoft Sidewinder gamepad. Wow. All the way through to the end? Or... Yep. Partying like one. it's 1995 over here. The <clears throat> mansion. That's one. I briefly played the original two. I beat three. The, the first three. I haven't touched the new one. I didn't play four, but I played Code Veronica on the Dreamcast. Nice. Um, five, I think, was the first one with where you had two people and you can kind of swap at will. 
I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I, I think five was the one you could actually like tag team versus just the whole story just diverged. Like, but I didn't play. And then it was, I can't remember the number. Which is the one with the? Is four the one with where the Las Plagas? You're in like Spain or something, looking for oh. the president's daughter. You are asking the wrong person I think here. I think it's four where they're like everything. They're like parasites, not really zombies. Okay. I think it's it could be four. I beat that. I just the numbering's weird, and then Code Veronica doesn't have a number. And they're, yeah, their naming convention sucks. Like G virus, T virus. Like pick a different name, damn it. <laughs> um. Haven't played the new three, I said. Haven't played seven or village yet. I don't know if I'll play those, but we'll go into why later. I I so uh I'm just looking at the Wikipedia for Resident Evil 4 and infected by a mind controlling parasite known as Las Plagas. So yeah. That's, okay. So I played four. And so I you played that. four. So I've beaten okay. One, three, four, and Code And this one, two, the remake. Okay. Well, this is my first Resident Evil game. Uh, I've, I've always known about the series, and I've never really been... <clears throat> I've never... Like, there have been games that are horror games that I have liked. Uh, I did like... Um, I don't know. I don't know how, how much horror these are, but the original point and click adventures of the seventh guest and the 11th hour. I did like those games a lot. Um, and they were kind of, if I remember correctly and I could be wrong, they were kind of twilight zoney horror rather than, rather than, you know, people jumping out at you, zombies eating your head, things like that. Um, I did like, uh, I did like dead space one. Uh, I bought two, but never actually played it. But what drew me to Dead Space was, you know, it's they were like, do you like the movie Alien? Yes, I like Alien. Do you, do you want to play a game that's basically Alien? Yes, I will play that. And I, I fell in love with that. Um, and I had tr- I've dabbled in horror games since. But until playing this one, for, until playing Resident Evil 2 Remake for this episode, I was kind of like okay I'll, I'll try stuff and it's gonna have to be something special to really get me to finish uh and i while i've only done uh claire's a route in uh <clears throat> in resident evil 2 remake uh this is one of the best horror games i've ever played uh i actually am now considering doing more of these but i'll probably i'll probably just speak to some and i think i said this on our last episode i'll probably just speak to some people i know that are really huge fans of resident evil and say okay i really like to remake i don't know if i'm going to be a resident evil person but i will i'm i'm interested in trying more so so yeah uh i ab- this game is goddamn ride and uh and i am going I'm, I'm going to try and platinum it when that happens who knows uh i work in healthcare and demon souls is out so like i've got other things i'm gonna play but i'm going to go back and, and keep playing this game because this is this is actually a very fun 
it's a very good fun house personally. Um, but let's, let's dig into uh, who did everybody play as? Leon. Leon. Cool. And um, now if I remember correctly, the A routes are basically the same regardless no. of, no, th- I, I'm thinking the, the A, I think the A routes are the same, but it's when you pick the B route. You, you do, like, if you choose Leon as your character, because I did start a Leon playthrough, and I basically started as the same beats as I did with Claire. Um, but when you go back and do the B route, you're doing what the other per you're, like, you know how in, in your oh, story. yeah, so after Leon, if you start Claire, so it, it's weird, because it, the game shouldn't do what it does, in my opinion. You start it should prompt you to start the A route for the other character. Not because I was confused and I started Claire and you mm-hmm. start pretty much where Mr. X the Tyrant enters Leon's game in Claire B. Yeah. Weird. Like mm-hmm. you start the game and you're like, what the fuck? What? What? It's gonna give it to me already? No, I'm not ready. <laughs> Where's the first half of the, the game? Yeah. Well, I mean, I I get it. I, I actually I actually like that choice because um when I when I figured out what it was doing, um because like I didn't I, I I had looked at trophies prior to playing this, but I didn't look at it like immediately prior. Like I looked at it like last year at some point. Um, and the, but when I saw that. When I saw when I'm playing as Claire and I see the the couple of times you interact with Leon, it started to click. I'm like, oh, you get the you get the way that he's going in this playthrough. So you're getting like, like if, if the stories were puzzle piece, they fit together. And I understand that. I think narratively it makes a lot of sense. Well, there is. So I looked. I didn't fully spoil it for myself, but if you beat both. B route, you get mm-hmm. a different. There's another ending. Yeah, there's a true ending. There's a yeah, the yeah. true ending. And I think Jeff stumbled upon it with the guide he ended up using, saying like, "Oh, there's this fight," and it's like, "What fight?" I didn't do that. <laughs> I'm like, "I got credits. Did I miss something?" <laughs> um. So. Rather than just go beat by beat, start at the gas station, go through the police station, meet Mr. X, go through the sewers, whatever. Uh, what do you guys want to talk about with regard to this game? Do you have any high? Do you have any high points? Any low points? Anything you? Anything you want to want to praise? Anything you want to knock? I never experienced this much anxiety <laughs> in a video game. Yeah. Uh, um. I yeah. think if if I were to go for the platinum or at least play again, knowing Mister X, the tyrant doesn't appear. I I think I was I, the whole time I was looking for him because mm-hmm. I've seen enough of the memes, I've made the reviews, like so. I think if I went back, knowing he doesn't appear till a certain point, I think the first part of the game I probably would have actually gone through even faster because you don't really have to worry about him till a certain point but yeah. once he he's in I mean as scary or anxious as 
you can get, you have to play the game with headphones. Like the oh, audio. Oh like, god. When he just appears and it only happened to me twice, but I appeared behind him and it was like what do I do? Fuck. Yeah, just, Don't yeah. move. Like <laughs> he he's not one of those like like obviously it's a different game, but alien isolation. <laughs> you appear in that room with the alien, doesn't matter where you are, you're fucked if you yeah. see him. Uh, yeah. it. Mr. X kind of just walks away and you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I still don't know how I didn't have uh, a panic attack while Mr. X was wandering around. Um, like where I said Dead Space was more like Alien. This is... Mr. X has some Mike fucking Myers uh, presence about him. And I'm like, this is why the movie Halloween is so is is so terrifying. <laughs> because whatever whoever you see on screen, you kind of empathize with their position, but then you just see this faceless, expressionless ball of just anger walking towards you, and there's nothing you can do. Uh, and the brilliant sound design of hearing the footsteps, I, I just, I mean, I just thinking about it now kind of gets the heart rate going and it's been weeks since I've played this game. <laughs> um, and I, I think it, it's, it's say what you, I mean, I think the, my one criticism about it is I didn't realize Mr. X wasn't around for that long. Because it, it, I mean, ultimately, unless unless you are unless you are kind of walking into the same room that he's in, you can you he is avoidable, but it doesn't make yep. it doesn't make any of it less nerve wracking. But uh, what's up? Yeah, no. So I I basically just <clears throat> I heard all the talk about it after you know, Mister X after the game came out, and I didn't really watch too much video i knew what he looked like but it was Mm -hmm. more of i heard more about about him from listening to podcasts so i had my own like visual uh in my head of what the experience would be like if i played the game and of the certain moments where he appears and then you know goes away for a while then reappears i think they did a fantastic job of like you know for lack of a better term, doing the um, what is the 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 Kool Aid guy through the wall, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Ta-da, I'm here, you know. Yeah. Um, and so those were awesome. It was just like, you know, squealing like a little girl and like running away. Um, but all in all, I didn't think that he he was like, if you didn't want him to be part of the game, it was pretty easy to get away from him, and you didn't mm-hmm. have to be anywhere near him at any time. It's he's pretty slow, so he's easy to to get away from pretty quickly. So I didn't feel like he was as stressful of an, a part of the game than other people did. Granted, I was also playing on baby ass baby mode, but so no shame it, in that, no shame it, in that. Yeah. So it's, but it was like, so I don't know whether or not his, he appears more frequently or maybe walks a little bit faster or. He you know. walks faster, but the, I think the, the overall consensus for the people who said 
that if you play he's he's got a minimal presence in the original game and in this one the thing that makes him omnipresent is funny or not advances the technology because in the original two you open a door load screen you mm. just escape you open yeah. a door in uh. this game the game doesn't have to load yeah, so right, he doesn't right. need to be altered in any way. So in the first, in the original, it's more you get away from him, that's it, because you loaded elsewhere. Like Doors were kind of like safe spaces for you. Uh, in this, he kind of, you don't really, he never, so I played on assist mode as well, I couldn't find the story. There was something I don't know if they fixed it or you're not. Maybe it's just hardcore. You're not safe in a safe spot from him necessarily. I think Matt, do you? I remember there were articles. I don't know if they fixed it or it was just hardcore mode where he can literally crash into a safe spot. If um, you, I don't think that was two. I thought that was three. Or maybe it was it three they added that. I like, think it was. I think it was the three remake that they were talking about. That follow you no matter where you went. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't. I don't think that's two. Um, I mean, and, and I, I. I know uh, Jeff mentioned seeing a lot of this, a lot of chatter about it post release. Like that was the stuff that really got me into wanting to try this because I. I've known the name Resident Evil. I knew like what Resident Evil meant in terms of like it was zombies, uh, either that or a, a, a series of Mila Jovovich movies. Um, and when I started seeing people talking about, when I started seeing people talking about Mr. X, and then I started seeing uh, Mr. X, uh, what that character actually is, plus you know the mod where it's you could play the DMX song as you as you're in a room with him, or making him Thomas the Tank Engine, or the wonderful uh, stream that Giant Bomb did where where Abby was playing it, and you just there's a moment where she and Dan Reichert are talking about like like people like the puzzles, I like I like the scary stuff, and Abby's like, well, I'm playing this for the puzzle, and then you just see Mister X just punch her character in the face from from behind a doorway uh and she screams it's it's good stuff and i'm like i'm i might have to try this and that was where that was where my impetus for playing this game came yeah i mean for me there was minimal jump scares um it's just him when he appears it's more of a like oh crap what do i do but then you realize like once you take him to a knee he's not like he can grab, you can run past them and that's kind of the end of it, but it's like yeah. it's a, can I do it? Do I have room to take them to a knee or yeah. do okay. I just run the other way? Like, um, But yeah, the, there were minimal I felt minimal jump scares. Like there was nothing like Resident Evil 1 with the dogs through the window. That's still mm-hmm. up there as iconic scares for me. Like those dogs come through the window and he looks, nope, I'm done. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, the liquor was frightening. But it wasn't- that, that was what, that was what did it for me. I'm like, I, when I saw the liquor for the first time, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this game. 
<laughs> I was I was like I don't know if I can do this. I so the, the two when you have to deal with the two liquors in the lab, and you're like, oh god, what do I do? Yeah. I'm like I I'm 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 I there was when I was playing this that day. I I remember there was uh, there was a uh, we had a uh, we had someone uh, fixing a pipe in our house that day, and he's I was like I have the back door open and he's like outside fixing something outside to get started and everything and he he just sees me walk out and go fuck this fuck that not, I can't do this anymore and he's like are you okay I'm like oh shit I forgot you were here mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh and I'm like yeah I if okay so if I took the time to explain this to you um I think I might look crazier than I do right now. So uh, I'm fine, not in danger, but I'm doing childish stuff. So, so just let me, let me calm down. Uh, and then, and then when he was inside, he's like, Oh, you're playing Resident Evil too. I love this game. I'm like, why? <laughs> and, and then, you know, and then I started figuring out how to, how to deal with liquors and, finding my way through the rest of the story and um so this, this might be sad because I, I, of course i didn't really dive in as f- much to even just learn what the names of the uh the monsters are but <clears throat> so which guys are the liquors again they're the ones the, the ceiling oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the ones right. with the tongues that do yep. the licking oh i see yep yep <laughs> <laughs> no, I, so I only encounter. Well, I guess I did encounter the section obviously with the two of them, but I think I think you have the at minimum three. There's the one you first encounter, and, yeah. and then there's the two in the lab when you. Yes, I remember that now. Um, and then, and and then if you I, go back, there's another one because I think I I think yeah. throughout my playthrough I killed five. Yeah, I think I was pretty um, well stocked up with the shotgun ammo at that point, so it, it didn't really take too much to get rid of them. The, the first time I encountered them was in the police station with the one on the ceiling, and that mm-hmm. uh, died died the first time. Almost got him, but then got him the second time. But of course, I didn't like really pay attention to the fact that I could have just walked really slowly by him, and it wouldn't have <laughs> wouldn't have triggered anything. But um, wait, what? Yeah, so in one of the notes that you pick up, um, it says basically that um, they're blind, so they can't. It's almost like the the things in Last of Us, right, where you can you can sneak by them. Mm-hmm. And they said if you walk really slowly, and they they won't hear you, and you can you can get by them. So I, I think you could probably evade the one that was in the police station because he was on the ceiling. Okay, but I, you probably wouldn't be able to do that in the lab because they were they were on the ground already. I think. And, yeah, I think the they're, yeah. they're they're eating they're eating dogs. They're, yeah, it's <clears throat> um, an easy trophy if you throw a flashbang. At oh them. yeah, yeah. I got yeah I, I I got that one in the lab. But that further <laughs> points to the strategy of just walk. They're blind. They can't. Mm-hmm. That like it's the sound I think that and they just go nuts. But then you can because I was reading you can. It's not a conserving ammo like. You don't need it. Like a lot, I think they made it so a lot of stuff can be bypassed if you just 
time your movements around it. Like there's not that you don't have to kill anything, but I think you can minimize. There's a lot of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But so you played Claire. Yes. So we start in the police station. We have to unlock the three statues. Mm-hmm. Where do you start? In same the, place. It's in a, the, like the A the A routes, regardless of who you pick, I think are the same. Uh, and the you, B route when is you, when we run to Ada. That's when you run into Sherry. Yes. So Ada saves us in the parking garage. Okay. See, I did not have Ada. I did the sh- I did the Sherry segment. Right. Um, because we find the report. So oh, so you encounter the police chief. We didn't. Okay. Right. Because I knew that because we encountered the reporter who's trying to expose the police chief. Mm-hmm. There's also like a there's a police corruption. This whole well, Umbrella paid him off. Right. Um, but that's the first time we we glimpse at um, the monster. I can't think of its name. Not Mister uh, X. The other thing. The the actual final monster. It basically hails the reporter through the a concrete wall. Yeah, and I think isn't that the one that destroys Mister X too? Yeah, and that attacks you. Well, we got attacked through the ceiling. That was that was annoying, actually, from a game, from just a video game point of view. I don't know if you mm-hmm. said Jeff when you're in the fire and you just have to let it like keep crushing the ceiling. I was like, "What the hell do you do here?" And I got lucky and it just smashed a hole through the wall. Eventually, I survived long enough, but I was like, "What the hell am I supposed to do here?" The fire. With- so you're in the room. The room set fire, and the the G monster keeps smashing through with the claw. Eventually, you knock the wall out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what to do, and I felt like I kept losing health. And then eventually, I I just was positioned near the door, and I guess that's what he's supposed to do, but he smashed the door out. Mm-hmm. Right before you fight him, then. So did you fight the monster with the crane, Matt? Uh, Yes. Oh, okay. So I guess at that point it converges back. Yes. Um, I know the uh, okay, so the difference is you just have, you have different um, I, I guess we can call them NPC sequ- sequences between Leon and Claire. Right. Like, when you, I had, you leave so, the police station we're with Ada and we go into the sewers until okay. we get to like the underground lab. And you guys don't have the orphanage sequence, right? Correct. Nope. Okay, so yeah, it's the orphanage sequence where you play as Sherry, and you did you have to play as Ada at all? Yeah. Okay, um, <clears throat> which and, was a little weird. <laughs> see, I like the Sherry one. It reminded me, like, it reminded me exactly of like the beginning of Last of Us, where uh, the original Last of Us, where you play as as Joel's daughter. Okay. Um, it it was a lot of that where you're just kind of you, you, there's it's not really a combat situation. It's giving you a bit of stealth training, um, and you have to just sort of puzzle your way around. It's almost like a mirror of of the Mister X segment because you have the police chief chasing you instead of instead of Mister X. Uh, 
and I I did like I did like that segment quite a bit. Uh, I thought that I I kind of I found myself saying I kind of wish there was more, but ultimately I know that if you ask for more, it tends to it, there's the potential for wasted space increases dramatically. And I'm 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 glad that this game is sort of as is is as tightly designed as it is because there's very little wasted space in it. Um, so police station, you guys go to directly to the sewers. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then we, cause I think we have, uh, we, I think in with Claire, you get to the sewers, you meet Sherry and she says like the monsters behind you. And it's, it's the, it's the big ugly. Um, <clears throat> then you do the orphanage, uh, sequence then you go to the sewers. I think the sewers is the last. It's essentially the, no wait no you, it's um, the lab is the lab is the lab. Did you deal with the mutant crocodile, alligator, yep. whatever? In the I sewers, I know there were. I know I I dealt with several. No 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 things in the sewers that were like eyes essentially. No, no, no. When we enter the sewer, it's the sequence where you're running from it and you have to, like, basically dodge back and forth for, like, 30 seconds and then you, there happens to be a grenade at the end of the pathway. <laughs> and you just toss it over and it blows up. There's, like, a yep. pipe and it blows up. I'm... That I, that's not ringing a bell. I feel like there's something you'd remember it it's of something. that of that ilk, but I feel like there's something similar where you're you're basically running from something you cannot fight uh, briefly. But I don't think it's a crocodile. I think it's actually so the old the the in Claire's storyline, the thing where you're fighting on the elevator at the end. Did you guys have that? Where it's uh, it's. It's the guy with the big arm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. that is Sherry's father. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, you, I forget the scientist you meet. Annette. It's her, Annette. It's her. It's her husband. And uh, I, we, I think before you get to the sewers, I ran from that rather than a mutant crocodile. Oh, okay. Um, and then. Uh, the, then we get the. Then I think it's the lab after that, and the lab is for being a final level. There's, I felt like, I felt like the lab was the weakest one. Yeah, I mean, it, for design wise, it was kind of like there's a lot. Mm-hmm. There was too much back and forth. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the and the changes between going going all the way one direction and then coming back. I think I had to go. I think I ended up having to go to the same area a couple of times just because there was something I didn't pick up or whatever. And there there would almost always be uh, a resurrected zombie or a liquor in place. And at that point, I, that would that would be the one point I was like, all right, this is getting annoying now. Um, but other than that, once you, once you get to the final end game where you're 
Well, it's not the end game. So you face you face the tyrant. You go on the train. There's a boss after the train, it or on the train if you completed all the walk playthroughs. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. when you say tyrant, are you talking about Mister X? Yes. When he becomes yeah. a mutated form at the end, so we got like a rocket launcher. Ada throws us one. Okay, um, we did not get uh, Claire. Claire and I did not get a rocket launcher. We got a minigun, and we just fought. What's his face? Right. We 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 thought we fought Sherry's father. Oh no no we oh no no. We had a fight against the mutated version, the mutated, mutated version of William Birkin. And we basically have to escape. It's like, okay, the building's about to explode and we have to run. And basically Mm -hmm. right before, you don't know it at the time, but right before the exit, the Mr. X tyrant is in his final form. No trench coat. One of his arms is completely mutated and you fight him. Wait, that's Mr. X? Uh-huh. Because in in mine, Mr. X got chopped in half. Yeah. Where, where I think it's like as you're getting out of the police station to go towards the orphanage, you see him get chopped in half by oh, Sherry's father. I, yeah, no. <laughs> okay. So so if you play Claire, you don't you don't see Mr. X again. So that's yeah, because we just leave the police station. Okay. We don't actually fight him until then he reappears okay because i remember like leading up to this like there were times where you thought yeah there there's a point where you fight mr x but you you you, you're never ready until later on and i'm like i'm waiting for later on and then i see him just get pulled apart as i'm leaving the police station i'm like wait i thought i was supposed to fight him (laughs) apparently apparently you don't when you're claire because Claire does it right. But yeah, when you get on the train, mm-hmm. so we got on the train and Claire and Sherry are there. And okay. if you watch the train door at the very last second, you see something. I think it was an, I don't know if it was an eye or a tentacle or something. But I mm-hmm. guess if you're on the fourth playthrough, I don't know what what playthrough triggers it. There's a boss fight. Well, it's probably you have to do an A route as so Claire and Leon, and the F- you have to do each. Yeah, you probably have to do each of the B routes. So that means ultimately, ultimately four playthroughs. But like, I think I think it's, I think it's. I, I would actually consider it to be two personally because you're getting com- complimentary stories each time. Yeah. But you know, g- gamers be gamers. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had like a. A massive fight against William Birkin. Um, in like the bridge falls out on the lab, and you fight yeah. him on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I didn't have that. I I had the one where you're on an elevator with the train car, and you have Sherry's father coming at you from above. Yeah, no, it's they they do change so. Okay. Eight playthroughs are, I guess, I guess they're different post police station. Okay. Well, I mean, honestly, that's kind of that's kind of why I like doing this because we get stories. We get stories of like, oh, you had that. Well, I didn't have that. <laughs> so, um, 
So anything else before we sort of get to final thoughts? So So I would, oh, go ahead. So what I really just enjoyed about the game overall was the progression. Mm -hmm. Like I thought like there was, it, it wasn't like obscure type puzzles and everything that was in the, like every piece of loot or whatever you're finding had a purpose and like you would stumble across a puzzle and then you're like, Oh, I, I, for example, like when you're in the police station and you go into the, the locker room where you've got all those closed lockers, you know, and one piece needs a a card to open up to get the shotgun. And the other, the other thing needs like two of the um, keyboard keys. I'm like, Mm -hmm. where the hell am I going to find these keyboard keys? And then as you just, you just, you just like say, Oh, I got to remember this. And then you keep pushing forward and eventually you stumble across it. You're like, Oh, I found one, (laughs) you know? And so it's like, it it wasn't like um, too complex of a, of a puzzle system. Mm -hmm. And if you just trusted in the game, it kind of walked you through it anyway. And you would, I'm sure there's probably a few, a handful of things that I just, never saw but i thought i felt i felt like i was pretty thorough i felt like i spent a decent amount of time especially in the police station because i was really you know i look at the map and i'm like i want all these rooms to be blue i don't want them to be any to be red right yeah. and of course there's some rooms you just don't go into because you're not playing as claire or you're not playing as leon right so um but i, I just thought that, that you you got a lot or at least i got a lot of satisfaction from the game and how it progressed and it it like dealt out moments of satisfaction that kept me wanting to move forward um, mm-hmm. and kept me engaged the whole time and ultimately i think it it wasn't i don't think it was like as scary as i anticipated it to be and of those times where it did startle me a little bit i was like Oh, you know, out loud. And then I was laughing afterwards because mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, the game freaking got me. That was awesome. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I had more and, of a angry, like it happened. It's like, damn it, Resident Evil. Damn you. I think, I think Miles like, oh Jesus, damn it, Resident Evil. <laughs> so the the map thing actually, I had found a list of differences between the original and the so the map never um, filled in that you were done. That's yeah. the quality of life thing they added. Um, in the original, your inventory can only be expanded two slots. In this one, they added about 10 or so. God damn, that's frustrating. Um, yeah. There's a trophy for like not using a storage box yeah. for the entire game. I'm like, not uh, opening it. Um, Saving in the original, you had to find the ink ribbons, which is only in hardcore mode in this version. So you couldn't just save whenever. You had to find the item to save. Yeah, that's pretty I cool. mean, I, I think, so, like, quality of life stuff, like, I, I, I like that they leave that as a, as a possibility. Um... But I, I I also like that this is one of those times where we're kind of looking at we're looking at the past in a really interesting way. Like, sure, you could say this is a third person shooter, um, 
action oriented, but ultimately it's still couched in an adventure game like Resident Evil was at the time. Rather than, I mean, granted, we don't do tank controls anymore. Thank heavens. Yeah. Um, because I, I, I remember when uh, Grim, Fan, Grim Fandango came back out on PlayStation 3 or 4 and playing that all the way through with tank controls. I'm like, man, I remember when games controlled like this, how far we've come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but there, this, the idea of needing something to save, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a bad thing. I like that they, that they chose to amend that because I can see a lot of people like, okay, so I'm scared to death. I can't save my progress and I don't know where to go. That's almost that's that's almost the 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 the, the trio of I'm not playing this game. Right. I I did like that if you use an item to its max use, it checked off, so you knew you can discard whatever. Yep. Kind of yes yes throw it out <laughs> or put it away, but like it was nice. It's like because. We've all played games where you keep something in your inventory for it. Because I might need this. I might. It's like, oh yeah. Resident Evil's like, no, no, you're done with this. Get rid of it. <laughs> the original Dark Souls. How many of us have like sixty Lloyd's talismans for whatever reason? Exactly. I do. I do. <laughs> on that, that there was an easier way. Like if you pick something up and it, you had no room. It's like, like. Why couldn't you just override or drop something? You had to like back out, drop the item first, then go pick it up again. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess they didn't. I mean, it wasn't the end of the world, but there were too many times I didn't realize my inventory was filled. And then it's like, ugh, all right. But no, I, I mean, I guess we can go into final thoughts. This was, I was pleasantly surprised. I'm not a horror fan. I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't think it was super scary. It was more of an, I think the tyrant, Mr. X, has done such, he was, he, his presence was noted and it was just, mm-hmm. it added enough. But it was a, it's a good, it's an action adventure game. Like the puzzles were difficult, but not unbeatable. Like, you, once you look at it and then, like Jeff said, you just, the game kind of was like, oh, okay, now I know why I needed that item. It wasn't just like, what the hell is this random item? It was right. kind of, it, let's make it obvious. Like, here's the three button. You're going to need this for that keypad that was missing the three. <laughs> I mean, the only difficult puzzle, in a sense, was the, with the chess pieces, because you're in such you're so far away from that room that you're like what the like did you have that when you're in with the cages yes yes and you figure out how to like i got through the cages on my first try i didn't Mm -hmm. realize going back you had to like go through go around take the piece out so you lock the door and go through another door to get the back and it's like wait what yeah, I'm. I'm. I. I think that was one of that was either. I think that might have been the longest time I spent. Oh, hey, Bagel. 
uh, I think that might have been the longest time I spent on a puzzle because I was just like, I've put all of these, I've, I've thought of every permutation I could. Then I realized, oh, wait a minute, I'm still missing a chess piece. I didn't realize you needed all of them filled in. I thought it was just kind of like you look at that little riddle it gives you. We're like, oh, well, I have that. Why isn't this working? I'm like, oh, you need the rest of them, dummy. Um, I think eventually I just got frustrated and just started wandering around the level and found the other one. The other one was the uh, scepter one. Oh, it, yeah. Uh, where you have to take the jewel out of the scepter jewel, and put yeah, it in the yeah. box. I don't, yeah, I felt they didn't make it clear whenever there was an item uh, that you found through inspection. Yeah. Well, and then I was just like, man, this is some adventure game ass bullshit that's happening no, right I now. I mean, so, so to that point, it's like I found that it made all the difference to like anytime you found a note or, or anything, to a read. book to read the whole thing and just kind of try to remember some of the details. Cause literally every single note that you picked up had some type of helpful hint in it that mm-hmm. was tied to something else. Like the, your password, the rookies, yeah. when you go to your desk yeah. and it said it was the first names or the first initials of the desk and you had to go to the other desk. Like I found that that was cool. Like they're mm-hmm. basically telling you like the game's telling you, but, your fellow officers left you this note with a puzzle. So it was mm-hmm. kind of like cool how you had to look. It was like Inception, Inception, a puzzle mm-hmm. within the puzzle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are certain things that like, if you miss the fact that it's like, there was a thing that said you should look at all objects or whatever, like the, the, those hieroglyph uh, puzzles in the lab. It was like, oh yeah, you, you would never be able to get them unless you like knew that you should like take the trophy and turn it around or whatever and mm-hmm. like see the symbols. It was like, so yeah, it's it's um, everything. I just love the way that everything was just tied together and it wasn't as cryptic as like you know Day of the Tentacle type puzzles. You know, oh yeah. Uh, well, like there's a there's a puzzle early on in Grim Fandango where. I I fail to I still fail to find the logic of it. Like even though ultimately it makes sense, I don't know how someone gets to that point. But yeah, th- I did like how I, I do agree. Everything is everything is connected in a way that serves everything else, and uh, and and it's 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 oddly intuitive despite somehow still being obscured a little bit. Um. Yeah, I. This is, I love this game. Um, I think it's, it's definitely one of the better games I've played in 2021. Uh, and depending on how the rest of the year shakes out, it'll probably be on my list because I'm doing my list of games I played rather than what came out, uh, or rather than just relying on playing stuff that. Comes I think, out this I think year. it had the perfect balance of action and the adventure puzzle, like. Mm-hmm. From what I've heard of the third one, there's it's almost entirely an action game, which I don't want. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Like I wanted like, and like <clears throat> you go through an intense action scene, and then it's more exploration. Like there might be a zombie that pops up, but like there's no like you're running and like trying to do like fuck the dogs seriously. Yeah, 
hundred percent. Well, I think, I mean, the, the, the cool balance here is like, even up until you get to where you find Mr. X or, or a big bad of some sort, you have like little peaks and valleys of, because like the zombies, when your first time dealing with a zombie, it's not cut and dry. It's not like you shoot it in the head and move on because it gets right back up. And, you know, it's, if you're using, if you're, if you're trying to use a knife, like it's not, it, it, you could leave your knife in that zombie and it's going to get up and keep coming. So you have to be, you, you have to right. deal with it. And, um, and it teaches you about that tension early on. And that's one of the things I, that's one of the things I love about it. Then once you get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm not really worried about killing every single zombie in the room because you can find ways to sort of shuck and jive around them. Cause then you have to worry about Mr. X when he shows up or any of the other big bads that are kind of stalking you throughout the, throughout these environments. Um, that, that it, it does a really, uh, it does a really delicate job of escalating all of that tension rather than just making it a shooter where you are killing zombie after zombie. I mean, like you're killing like hordes, like in days gone or whatever. I mean, I didn't play that, but I just remember like Mm -hmm. massive amounts of, of zombies. And I think, and, and it does that. And I think that serves horror really well because less can be more when the stakes are correct. Cause like you, you look at, I mean, even when, even in, uh, like the original last of us like there's a there's a moment where you are stuck in a room with i think eight clickers and at that point you've learned how to deal with them and you learned like how how, how to sort of maneuver around them but that doesn't diminish the tension in that moment you're not you're not you're, you're not i don't want to say you're not bored of it but it's like you, you, there are still stakes in that moment. And I think this keeps the stakes present and accounted for throughout. And that's, that's the thing that I love about this game. Uh, it doesn't just rely on, like we've said, or like, like it's been said a couple of times mm-hmm. this show. It doesn't just rely on Boogeyman mm-hmm. and, you know, and repeat. Right. So I'm curious where they go. Now, like obviously, eight is the latest entry. They'll mm-hmm. keep going, but if they do yeah. a four remake, I was reading that the ending of this is problematic for the timeline because it doesn't make sense now. Because originally, Chris, I mean Leon, he's done. Like this was his first day on the job. And Fuck that! I ain't doing this shit anymore. Yeah. And in four, he's basically blackmailed by the government into the, his next mission. But he seems all gung ho to take down Umbrella now. And Claire kind of believes her brother's note that he's on vacation. When we know now, we know the power of hindsight that he's not. But she seems so. It's like. Where do you go if you redo four? Do you, I mean, obviously you get to retool it with some dialogue, but it's it's interesting. But then again, 
this has enough differences from the original that mm -hmm. I don't think I think some artistic leeway won't really it's not gonna destroy the overarching story. But right. it's interesting that they chose to like change that up. Yeah, I don't know enough about the lore to really get into it. But if I think I think the one thing I always sort of have uh, hesit I, I hesitate with is when you start messing with stuff that's beloved, the potential for people to be angry is very very high. I think these changes are so subtle though that mm -hmm. they don't. Like, if you completely change it and, like, Leon encountered Sherry and Claire was the one with Ada, obviously that changes. It makes it weird. Yeah. That, that, well, I mean, having, not having done Leon's full playthrough, like, there's, I, there's definitely going to be some inconsistencies if you just swap that. But uh, hopefully they would find a way to deal with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't 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 mess don't don't mess the wrong don't don't mess with the wrong thing because you'll get the gamers mad. <laughs> but yes, well done, Capcom. This was uh, it was a joy. They're, they're they're I think this this and Monster Hunter World sort of resurged them into. It's kind of saved them, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, Street Fighter is always a thing, but I don't think it extended to outside of the fighting like circle. Yeah. Like, I don't play fighters. Jeff doesn't. Like, so yeah. I'm not playing a Capcom game. Then if those, if Resident Evil Monsters don't come out, mm -hmm. yeah. And now, right. like, look at the hit that. I mean, seven was a hit, but I think eight got more. I think because of Seven's success, I think it was kind of a surprise success in a way. Eight was yeah. more hyped, and it delivered. And it had its own brand of a Mr. X and Lady Dimitrescu. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I don't think they planned for that. And I, th you know, I, th I think that I think they had some ideas. No, no, I don't think they planned. <laughs> I don't think they knew that was the reception. I think they had right. a, you know, this, like is, a, this is your tyrant, but mm -hmm. is that how people are going to welcome it? Yeah, they did. They, they, I don't think they expected they expected the amount of please step on me, Lady D, <laughs> as they got. <laughs> but but you know what? God, God bless them. <laughs> uh, I'm. So, I don't know. I I had I have a lot of things I want to say just in terms of like anticipating more Resident Evil, but I don't know enough about the series, so I'm just going to. I'm interested uh, in playing more of these games now, so that's cool. From my experience that I've played four and Code Veronica, I would definitely like to see them mm -hmm. remade. Like because I told you I didn't tell I didn't, well I think I might have mentioned it with Jeff, but like I tried to play Zero before. Because I yes. was figured, let me do zero, one, and two. I had enough time. Mm -hmm. I tried zero on. I'm like, no, this didn't <laughs> well, and I'm not dealing with this shit. 
Now, what I I know you sort of went into it a little bit, but what was the what was the the controls just right off the bat just felt really weird. Like, okay, was it like tank controls or I don't even know if I got far enough to really tell you if it was. It just, <laughs> there was no comfort with like I was like within two seconds I was you you move the camera you're like nope I'm out <laughs> I was, within two seconds I was like, grabbed by a zombie I'm like, no <laughs> no and I was on assist mode and I was like no, no. yeah no. and I wanted to play zero because I I've never played zero mm-hmm. I mean I'd still might go back to one just because I'm familiar with the mansion and the whole thing like I'd like to re-experience that but I feel too, I mean, I played three. I mean, I think three was visually, it looked good. I mean, I know the complaints, but mm-hmm. I think they've, I think there's also a gap, so much of a gap between the original Resident Evils and now that like anything's going to look better. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, the, the mid 90s. PC adventure game. Like, I don't. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think they'll redo all of them. I can see four because four is a, a big a popular yeah, four one. Four would be awesome. And <laughs> I could I could see Code Veronica. Uh, five, six. I don't see them doing those. They're and like Revelations. I mean, I don't think they'll do any of those. But who knows? Well, I think a lot of those are. I mean, they're kind of the. the I don't know. I don't know anything about like the game plan for it other than that it's like the most action of the early ones. I know now four was still kind of beloved, right? Mm-hmm. So I think you put a coat of paint on that or a, an, uh, an updated coat of paint on that. Everything else after that is probably just the equivalent of doing an HD version of the PC or the PS3 era. There is a Wii one that was heavy into motion control and I could if they did that as a VR title that could be cool yeah like there was a it was almost an on rail shooter with the Wii mode hmm what was that now I'm curious that would be kind of interesting as a VR title yeah I think I mean I definitely want to go back to 7 and if I enjoy the rest of seven i know eight is a little bit different it's people have been raving about it but it's not as like action-packed um as as seven you should play seven and uh, yeah um what what strangely i i don't know why but i mean like i don't really have i certainly don't have a um a draw to go back and play excuse me play um claire and play the game again i just feel like it would be too much like even though there's the, the noted differences, mm-hmm. it would be too, a little bit too much overlap, and I'd just kind of be going through the motions because I already know what to do. Um, and I don't really have a draw to three. If they came out with a remake of four, I'd be interested. And then for some reason, I it just having played this and just maybe it's just kind of getting me a little bit more interested to explore the horror genre, but a bit more, but. I feel like I want to go and try like the um, Evil Within games. I know those are much okay. more gory and much more, you know, like horror blood type yeah. things. But I, I don't know what, how they. Re- 
well like gore gore i don't know that they have jump scares but they're more gore that's for sure so i think they're i, I googled the resident evil wii game and it's the umbrella chronicles at least that's what I came up with real quick. Uh, as for the Evil Within, um, I've heard that the way to the I've heard just skip Evil Within one. Yeah, I've def- definitely heard that two is much better in like, terms of yeah the way it plays and now if you if, unless you're like a, a, a hyper completionist or or if you're able to get one cheap try it if you're if you're if you're still down keep going or go as go as long as it's not fun or go as long as it is fun and then i've heard two is sort of the okay we're here now um i think that i think they're actually on game pass so (laughs) there's that i know i know i know i know one of them is i think one of them is on pc game pass too uh i don't have an xbox so i can't use it on xbox game pass I don't own Evil Within. I was yes. kind of expecting to look on the PlayStation Store and be like, purchase. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud to pat myself on the back for that. Good for you, Jason. Even though uh, one's only 20 bucks, two is still, two still, I was a full price game, it's still 60 bucks. To the remake? Oh, no, you're talking about Evil Within. Yeah, Evil Within. My bad. I just really, we're not talking about Resident Evil anymore. So, I think we could probably get out of here. Yeah. Um, before we do, Jeff. Yeah. What else are you playing? What else? What, what else? What else? What other? What other games are you playing right now? So, so uh, all the time. Yeah. So, so, so since I uh, haven't been here in a while, I'm going to go back to uh, last year. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> We'll be here for another hour. Um, Seven years ago in 2019. <laughs> uh, no, the the most recent few, um, Biomutant, um, really enjoyed it. Uh, got the platinum. Nice. Um, I encourage anybody who's going to pick it up to, and J- I'm sure Jason will agree with this because I think we were giving the same advice to to Moose, but like stick it out through the through the whole tutorial section, which literally is almost the first hour of the game. You get you got to like get to the point where you're it opens up and you're kind of in that open world rather than in that kind of linear corridor fashion. Um, Cause it really does feel like a different game once, oh, once you get to that point. Plus they patched the hell out of it. And, you know, Jason and I finished it and platinum it before, <laughs> before like the second patch came out, I think at this point. So what it was they like, patched, they sped up the dialogue, did less dialogue in the tutorial. Um, okay. They kind of, the hour he mentioned maybe takes half hour at this point if you're okay. if you wanna. I mean, but it really it's the oddest tutorial ever because it's not the game you're about to embark on. Really, right. it's such okay. a like obviously it works as a tutorial like it teaches mm-hmm. you, but like it's one of those like like if you were to turn it on and say you were like tired and like oh, i'll play for an hour you might turn it off and be like i ain't playing this game again this is terrible yeah yeah, yeah. and it's it, it's definitely like it definitely suffers from balancing issues and it, i don't think it's something that they can necessarily fix like it it definitely is that game where yeah you want to pick the character that you think is going to represent the gaming style that you want to play but 
at the end of the day, you can make your character be any gaming style because it doesn't hold you to that and you can be flexible later on. Um, and it, and it, there are definitely weapons um, that just are extremely OP that you can get early on that just negate the need to do anything other than use them <laughs> to get through right. the entire game. Um, you know, I, enemies are super easy to kite. Um, so you don't even really need to use any skill to g- get through battles, but you, you, you have the ability to make your own fun in that game in terms of just deciding how you want to approach things. If you want to kite enemies and just shoot them all the time with a gun, you could, but then you're just going to create a more boring experience because you're going to get, of that rinse and repeat gameplay loop feeling much, much sooner. So if you want to like actually explore the systems of the game um, and take advantage of the combos that it has at your disposal, then you're going to have a much better time uh, with it. Um, I also played uh, ratchet and clank, the new one uh, rift apart nice. or ripped or ripped apart. If you want to go along with the, um, belief that they have those uh letter switching things in every t- game title which seems to be true um and that was all. letter switching but i feel like ripped a fart is definitely something that old school ratchet and clank humor names would because they had up your arsenal right you know exactly <laughs> tools of destruction a quest for booty right. <laughs> going commando yep <laughs> um yeah. awesome awesome game um you know loved it as much as the 2016 ratchet and clank um mm-hmm. i did have a pretty lengthy moment of panic that jason's well aware of so i encountered a bug early on in the game but didn't realize it that the bug had triggered until the end of the game um and there is a there's a uh, there's a couple of trophies that you need to get you have to purchase every gun and then once there's a gun that you unlock that um has another character a trophy tied to it and in order to get the uh one of the trophies you have to get all 10 of a certain collectible and there Bol- you can get Bol- those collectibles. Bolt, right? No, this was the oh, okay. um the, the robot uh the I forgot what they're called, they're robots. They're basically mini mini robots. Okay. And early on there's a side quest that um you do where you um have a there's a dragon you interact with and you um are awarded one at the end of that side quest. And I was awarded it. The animation played and everything, and then I went on my merry way. And then, around towards the end of the game, I was looking at how many of those robots I had, and it said seven out of ten. And I was like, "Wait a minute, I should have eight out of 10. And so I like went back and and I looked and for that map area, you can go and look on the map, and it tells you how many of each collectible you have, and it said zero of one for the robots. So it. Mm. it it never actually upped the count. And so I didn't see anybody else who's having that issue. And uh, I ended up opening a support ticket. Um, but then by the time I got, they responded to me with the support ticket, I figured out that um, because you need to get one of the guns to purchase to get that trophy by going into 
um, challenge mode at the end of the game, which is new game plus essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured, oh, it's it's only a little extra gameplay time to get back to that area where I can trigger that side quest again. And so I did it um, and it, it actually counted <laughs> the second right. time through. And so I was able to get the platinum. So I was like, whew, I don't have to like start a brand, brand new game and play the entire game again. Um, so that was really a relief. Um, and of course I played Resident Evil 2 and now I am actually playing Metro Exodus. Um, I'd started it on the PS4 and about eight or 10 hours in. And um, then of course now they've patched it for the PS5 with the beautiful 40, uh, 60 frames a second, 4K ray tracing stuff. Nice. And of course, um, along with it, a whole new set of trophies. Uh, so, so like, all right, guess I will be restarting. Uh, so, and I'm actually glad I did. I mean, it's been long enough since um, I, I do remember the, the parts I'm going through now, but I'm actually taking a different approach to the game. I do recall that I was kind of mainstreaming it and just going, you know, to the direct admissions and not really doing much exploring. And now I'm actually exploring quite a bit um, and I'm getting a, some heavy, heavy Fallout 4 vibes uh, while playing it. Um, just the ability to find tons of crafting materials and um, find um, attachments for your weapons, which I, I literally don't even remember ever equipping any attachments or upgrading my weapons the first time I played it on the PS4. So, um, so really enjoying it. I'm actually still... Um, not past the area that I made it to on the PS4. So, and I feel like I've been playing it for a significant amount of time. So I'm really, I'm taking my time and exploring the map and stuff. So having a great time with it. Highly recommend it. If you have Exodus and you have, it's in your backlog and you haven't played the PS5 version, it looks gorgeous, especially on a 4k TV. Um, And that's where I'm at with that. And I think uh, that will carry me through to the end of the month where uh, we'll be diving into some tribes of Midgar mm-hmm. and uh, Nordic Diablo. Yep. I'm actually um, quite excited about the ascent. Um, I don't know if you guys have caught anything I'm, about that. Game. I've looked at it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a little bummed. I can't, it won't run on my PC. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's basically cyberpunk Diablo. Um and uh, it's on Game Pass, so I'll be probably trying it out that way. But um, oh, it'll be on PC Game Pass, awesome. PC and and um, and Xbox Game Pass. Oh, cool. Yep, yep. I will. I will look at that. And then there's uh, Rogue like Doom, Jupiter. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Me and Jeff played that. <clears throat> As opposed to Doom the Roguelike from. Oh, so long ago. <laughs> well, it's weird because it was always called Jupiter Hell. We played it at PAX. Like, we yeah, met the guy. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. They were like, oh, it's like, do you like, like, I think he asked Jeff, like, do you like heavy metal music? And just like, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even realize there was like a whole lawsuit with the whole, I guess, because they actually said Doom the Rogue. Like, like you should have just left it. Ixnay on the Oom Day say. <laughs> well, uh, well, there is there is a game from 2013 called Doom Roguelike. It's called DRL. But that looks cool, and it's actually it's turn based. Jupiter or Doom Roguelike? 
No, Jupiter Hell. Oh, Jupiter Hell's turn based. Oh, wow. It's 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 movement turn based, right? So it's like every time you move, they move, but it's not like you move, then they go, then you go. Like as you move, they can like it's. It's like super hot. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. And yeah. and the and the font that they use in the menus is the com- I feel like it's the Commodore sixty four font, <laughs> which is awesome. I, mean, I want to look at this. I'm just gonna look at yeah, images real quick. The PC it might be GamePads. Oh know. Jesus, that is Commodore sixty four font. Holy hell! It, it's it's pretty cool. It's I feel like it's gonna have like a pretty decent progression to it. So I might want to check that out. Um, and then you want to get back to Immortals, Phoenix Rising. I, I, uh, I kind of not necessarily rage quit that game, but I was just kind of like, I was just tired of doing the stupid dungeon puzzles. <laughs> and I'm like, and it's got a little bit of too much of a, you need some skill to do like three, you know, in the air maneuvers in a row to get past this one little part. And I'm just not that good oh, at platforming. Okay. So I'm yeah. like, I'm like, come on. Yeah. Other than that, it's a great game. I was like, the glass it, it, and Achilles, Achilles heel platform. <laughs> oh, and how could I forget? I, I also went back to uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint and um, okay, and and got uh, finished up the rest of the trophies on that and got the platinum on that too. So just in time for Ubisoft's reveal this morning. Yeah. Oh wait, Ubisoft had a reveal this morning. Or this afternoon, the free to play arena shooter. What? I heard they were going to make something. I didn't. I didn't so watch it at all. So. They previously announced that they were doing a free-to-play arena shooter, and they just basically confirmed it. it uh, oh, Tom Clancy's X Defiant. The premise is kind of cool though, because it's the characters you choose from are the factions from Tom Clancy games. So you have the Wolves from Breakpoint. You have the Cleaners. Yeah, I'm like, wow, there's a division ass division guy, right? In the, the, the cleaners, the one with the flamethrowers. Mm-hmm. You can play as them, but you can also customize your loadout completely. Like, you don't have to use a flamethrower as a cleaner, but like, you, it's kind of, I don't know. It's, I mean, they said they were getting more into free to play, and they did say they were doing a PvP type shooter. So, yeah. here you are. I mean, it's free. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Definitely worth a shot. Um, anything else, Jeff? No, I think that's it for now. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for coming. Uh, right. So, so nice, to talk, so nice to talk to you again. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, Mr. Hefe, M-I-S-T-E-R-H-E-F-F-E, on uh, pretty much all the socials and uh, as well as uh, PSN and Xbox Live and Steam. Um, um, that same name everywhere. I just realized that Mr. Hefe is the same intonation as Mickey Mouse. M I S T E R H E F F E. I never realized that. So thanks for pointing wow. that out. Never <laughs> it. Yeah. Oh, that is the best. So. Yes. T E R. All right. <laughs> On that note, gamers, it's not all about you. Bye. 
Story Route Zero, we have some cool friends who do some cool things, and I'd like to tell you about them. Phoenix Overdrive uses the power of games and gamers to help heal sick kids through the charity Extra Life. Phoenix Overdrive fundraises for Children's Miracle Network hospitals all year, every year, and the fun culminates in a 24-hour gaming marathon. Find out more about their events and projects online via Facebook at facebook.com slash phoenixoverdrive or on Twitter and Instagram at phx underscore overdrive. You can also join the Facebook group of Pawn Stars at facebook.com slash groups slash Nation in order to share and discuss all the latest in nerd culture. They've also got a podcast, Nerd Overdrive, which you can see weekly at youtube.com slash phoenixoverdrive. You can also catch it on Facebook Live or twitch.tv slash phx underscore overdrive. That podcast is also published on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. You want merch? They got merch. Merch can be ordered from tinyurl.com slash phxodmerch, a portion of which goes to their fundraising efforts. Join the nation and be a hero to sick kids as El Capitan Rey Osorio, Lee the Maestro, and Becky, the lovely queen of the guild, always say, hashtag rise above. Thank you for listening to Story Route Zero. We hope you have enjoyed your time here as much as we've enjoyed having you. Once again, questions, concerns, complaints, pictures of pets, or favorite recipes can be sent to storyroutezero at gmail.com. You can yell at us on Twitter at storyroutezero. Rate us and review us on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you may have found us as it helps with discoverability. If you'd like to hit us up individually, you can find Moose Cool at Sven, that's S-V-H-E-N-N on Twitter, PSN, Instagram, and of course, Twitch, streaming games. You can find Jason Marshall writing at obelisk.co. You can also find him on Twitter, at GimpyJ, with two Y's at the end, as well as PSN, Instagram, and Twitch. He also has his own website, whereisthepausebutton.com. You can find Michaela Crescione doing all sorts of writing at obelisk.co, as well as on Twitter, at redxmod. My name is Matthew Keel. You can find me everywhere I'd like to be, at infinite underscore rewind. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's Twitch. That's PSN. And I also have my own website, infiniterewind.com. Be sure to check us out at all the places. You are always welcome, and you will always have a seat waiting for you on this ride. Thank you for listening, but for now, it's back to the real world for us. So we will see you on the next one.